You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, um, welcome in to uh, Ron and BK on the Chiefs. You keep putting show up there still sometimes, sir. The show is dead, man. It's dead. I'm not getting. I'm not getting rid of it. It is. Um, you did it before, and it was great, and it worked, and it was real, and now you're you're, you're BSing. But we are one short, and uh, we knew he would be, and uh, thank goodness BK had a had a very healthy baby boy, and Woo! he and uh, he and uh, he and the moms is uh, is taking care of uh of the baby his life has completely changed he probably hasn't slept um <laughs> he probably has not slept three consecutive hours um in the time frame since they had the baby uh and uh me who's been through three of them tough luck <laughs> don't feel like bad how, for like how you're just like <laughs> celebrating his demise <laughs> he's going through one of the happiest moments of his life it's not demise it's not demise i was happy about it it is <laughs> get to feel what i got to feel three times baby <laughs> and the first one is really like i bet you that man is sitting up if it was anything like me i always had the i always had the Eleven thirty to three a.m. shift, um, feed them, kind of lay them to sleep, and I had ways in different areas on the couch with the with the pillow to lay them to lay them in that they would fall asleep <laughs> in that I would back off and wouldn't move. I I was I, and then I would get up and you know, at this at this point we were working together with one of the kids um, that 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 we had yeah we were working together and. I'd show up, have to be up there at 7 8 o'clock in the morning, rolling on fumes, baby. So good for <laughs> you, baby. He's doing it, baby. Good for you. I'm not, I, I don't feel, I don't feel bad at all. But no, man, we're really happy. Him and uh, him and his wife, they got a, their Congratulations to yes, the Cali family. Born. When we, uh, when he comes back next week, I would love for us to get a play-by-play from him on exactly uh, the birthing portion of it, um, how long labor was, <laughs> it, the intensity, uh, any issues with the the baby boy coming right out. I got, I really like to get a full play by play from BK. I know how comfortable he would be so doing that. Short little cool. film breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Trey, he he came out broke a collarbone. Um, so I like I'd like to I'd like to hear the play by play. You know what? Speaking of kids, um, I do want to start off my thoughts on the podcast today by saying, um, how can I put this? I think I hate my son. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, 
I, I think for I'm a reason, or I'm you just decided you don't like him anymore? I think I'm comfortable with saying it. Yeah, and, and hate is generally fueled by jealousy and envy. And I envy that little nine-year-old. I really do. <laughs> it's him. Like not 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 my not my youngest son, um, Nicholas, but 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 my oldest one. Um, it's more of a sports hate-driven thing. I don't really hate him overall. Um, but in the sports form, I hate him because he is living in a world, sort of, where he gets he gets to have his favorite team, his favorite sport, his favorite player be the Jordan of sports right now. Oh, so you, you know, just hate your child because it. yeah, I, I told you, I told you it's built it's built out of envy. All right. <laughs> it's built out of envy that he is walking around and he gets Patrick Mahomes. Like my like right now, we watch and, and we're we're recording this the day after the ESPYs were aired. We watch the ESPYs, and Patrick Mahomes is clearly the man. Like, not just the man in Kansas City, not just the man on the plaza, not just the man uh, on Truman Corners. Don't know why that was the next place <laughs> I went to. Is Truman Corners still even rolling? We used to go to the movies there all the time. Not the man at Skateland, not just the man out in Lee Wood, not just the man in Shawnee or, or Pinstripes or wherever, not just the man in Westport, Riot Room, Bunker. He's not just the man in Kansas City. Like, he is the man in the sports world. My man is out there in a full, call it what you call it, either ivory or cream, double-breasted suit, no shirt underneath. Killing it. Not, I mean, just cool. Hair cut nicely. He's right there, clean and cool, just like LeBron. I mean, he is on the level of LeBron James right now. He is on the level of, like, this is Jeter, the cool dude without even trying. This is Michael Phelps, the guy in the room where all other sports celebrities and figures, the best in the world, bow down and look and say, that that dude over there is the dude in the building. He's what Jordan was. Somehow in Kansas City, they've gotten it. My son has gotten that guy. Sort of, I had Steve DeBerg. <laughs> my my memories of Steve DeBerg was him playing with a broken pinky and having it severely wrapped up. I had Steve Bono. I had Trent Green. I had Elvis Gerbeck. I had, for a minute, Rich Gannon. Those guys can't pull off double-breasted suits with no shirts underneath it. Then they tried to force Brody Croyle on me as I got older. <laughs> I did not, like I would never experience. And listen, George don't, Brett. Don't forget Tyler Thigpen and really, the Kyle I'm Orton not, season. I'm not, I'm not mentioning those. Okay, <laughs> those are those those have rolled out of my childhood. Okay, like I'm not like we didn't we, we didn't have those guys. And mind you, George Brett comes before my my time as a sports fan to have the man, and he wasn't like them. That's what we got. Like, I'm, I'm growing up, and I'm out here, and I'm thinking, like, oh, man, Steve Bono's the business. Like, Steve Bono is the 
is the best thing. And Joe Montana for a minute. Oh, stop. Joe Montana was 80. <laughs> I, was a, I was a toddler, but I've watched a lot of old games. I'll give me Joe Montana. He was 80. All right. That humongous elbow he had by the time he got here. I sneezed. I, I took a nap and Joe was gone. I got, I'm sorry, but they just, they have the absolute dude right now. And it is crazy, man. It's crazy, sir. In the building, like he is becoming the guy in sports right before our eyes. And somehow it's happening here in Kansas City. I, I still, to this day, cannot cannot get over the fact that, that that that's who the Chiefs have. That's who the city has. It's you mentioned how naturally like cool he is. And like he just has this like aura uh, around him of like, yeah, he is LeBron. He is Michael Jordan. And when you're watching the new Netflix series quarterback, like everything he does, you're just like, this is really just how he is. Like he's really really just the coolest dude in the locker room. And everybody wants to play hard for him because they see how much he cares about all of it. And he's so competitive and all he wants to do is win. And there's nothing to dislike about him. Like everything that he does in the series, you're like, Man, I, I just I'm in love with this guy, and I I, I don't I, I can't believe that he's the Chiefs quarterback. I forgot about this, sir. That's right. That quarterback series came out. It's showing a, a completely different light there. Hey man, when he did the when he did the Max Crosby thing, when he got into a Max Crosby, you woke up the wrong mother effer. <laughs> you know I want to say it. You woke you woke up the wrong mother effer. Hey, we ain't never had nobody like that. Let's try. Let Steve Bono try to say that to somebody. Let Elvis Gerbeck try to say that to somebody. We ain't never had nobody like that. I forgot about that series. Yes, it, it's like he's clearly over everybody. It's just you're right. This is beyond Brady, because Brady became cool here lately, and and now you know. And, and I want to take this moment here with Brady to just throw out a little bit of advice. Like he's becoming so cool right now. There's word out there that he may be he may be ready to maybe try to hop on that Kim Kardashian train. And I just want to say, man, just don't bring Kanye into your life. <laughs> listen, I know I listen, we can all look at that and, and think about a great time, what a great time Kim could be. But do not look at what has happened to Pete Davidson. He is relentless. He won't quit. He just tried to do a drive by to ruin Chris Paul's relationship <laughs> and marriage. Don't get into the into the Kanye West business. But this is even different than Brady. Like Brady just wasn't naturally cool. Like he just in the building and he is just he's just that guy. Well, and, and I think watching quarterback, what was so cool about it for me was like Brady has never given us this level of access before. And even like I know Brady over the last few years has put out a lot of like docuseries and Tom's Facebook time and, and whatever like and it's got like a podcast and stuff. But all of that is like highly doctored to make Tom Brady look like this really great guy. Like all of that is highly edited stuff. Whereas quarterback was uncensored. Like, and you know, when you watch the NFL film stuff and like the game recaps where they show the mic'd up and stuff, all that stuff is highly edited by the NFL to cut out a lot of the things. Like the thing about quarterback was it showed Mahomes and who he is on the football field. He's yep. cussing. He's out there throwing F-bombs. He's out there getting in people's faces. He's out there talking trash when he makes incredible plays on the football field. And it showed all of that. That's the NFL content that I want. And I honestly can't believe 
how unedited it was at, at times and how personal it was for him because so far in his NFL career, he's never given the public that kind of access into his personal life at all. And it's really smart of him right now because he's the biggest athlete in the in the country at the moment. Like, and I think like he's right, he's right up there, there up with there. LeBron. And yep. and to give that kind of access this early in his career after the success that he's had is just going to continue to build on to the legend. And the only people that are coming out of this thing being like, well, I still hate Patrick Mahomes are probably Cincinnati Bengals fans. But literally, I, I don't think there's anybody else who is a football fan, who is a fan of his greatness and everything that he has achieved so far in his career, who could come out of this series and say, I don't like that guy. Like he does everything that you want a superstar player to be. That's just exactly who he is. And he doesn't have any of the baggage. Like he's, he doesn't ever say the wrong thing. Like, he literally just lives and breathes football, and all he cares about is being the greatest player in the world. Yeah, the most baggage he has is his brother. Like, I mean, yeah. and and that, I mean, and that's they, it they, they go out of their way not to make to make sure Jackson doesn't say yeah, anything. I'm, I'm about to say I want to see if he makes it. In this. <laughs> they show I him see. a couple of times. They do not ever let okay, him talk. I see. I've seen Randy. I've seen obviously Brittany is throughout this sucker. Sterling is throughout it, but. Yeah, we ain't seen old Jackson. Um, but but I, I think you're wrong. There are probably some people in Buffalo who still hate his guts. Uh, there are, <laughs> are probably some people in San Francisco and Philly who hate his guts. But I just I, – I think one of the things – I forgot that quarterback show. I've only seen a few episodes of it. Um, I know it's 10 episodes at this point that we're recording this. But I think – I remember early on when we, when we used to have a different show um, that was – We'll just decimate it. But but I remember early on in that, I remember saying I felt like Mahomes was 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 more in the LeBron stage of mindset as a star in terms of like more LeBron than the Jordan Brady Tiger just absolute psychopath where it just like they're they're want want to win Kobe just kind of takes over everything. They'll just ruin relationships and everything just because that thing is so important to them. I think watching the quarterback thing, like I don't think he's all the way nuts there. And, and actually I like that. Uh, I, I, I'd rather be more on the LeBron end of thing. I think business is a bigger thing to him. It matters to him. And he does think about that, but he's maybe kind of hybrid. There is, I think, the thing that we're seeing on this quarterback thing, there is some, there's some competitive psychopath there. There's some competitive oh. over the top that we're we're getting to see more of. Like he had to be, he had to be grabbed and I thought he wanted to go play defense in that game against the Raiders. Like Andy, Andy Reid had to go grab him and pull him back, like a little bit. Like there is some some psycho competitive. Like like he's running up running off the field talking about I'm just nasty. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just nasty. Once again, I hate my son. He gets to have that guy. There's no way Elvis Gerbeck ran Man. off the field and yelled, "He's nasty," right? Does like, he, I mean, he, does he? He at least remembers the Alex Smith days, but the, those are even winning oh, football they're wiped, teams. They're wiped out of theirs. He's wiped out. He doesn't remember. It's as far as he's concerned, it's, it's always been Mahomes. Yes, it's Mahomes and 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 Lorenzo Kane and Eric Hosmer and those Royals. <laughs> There's a part of me, there's a part of me that's kind of glad the Royals are the Royals here of late. 
and yeah. he has to suffer and sit through what <laughs> I had to suffer through my whole life. Neither here nor there. But he does. He's got that psycho competitive spirit that that I think is a little bit more than LeBron, but not quite to the crazies of Jordan and Brady well, and Kobe and Tiger. And I think and you know Michael Jordan, greatest athlete of all time, right? Exactly. But yeah, I, I think something yeah, that LeBron has diminished his legacy a little bit, like as of late is like all of the details prior to the social media era of Michael Jordan, like that we've learned like later on, like, you know, the gambling and like how, like, and how much he was like, there's people who truly hate him because of how awful he could be like in his competitive nature. And, and he could just be kind of an ass. Um, like Mahomes, it doesn't even seem like that. Like he is a, a competitive psychopath, but he still has respect for the guys that he's going out there and demolishing, and like, and still shows them respect. And I don't think Jordan showed respect to players very often. Like, like a t- no, he didn't. And um, now, it's, I mean, many of his teammates hate him, right? Yeah. Like yeah, to I the point Scott, where Scotty yeah. hates Scott. Like, listen, I'm going to tell you what right now. Um, uh, what Pat Pat the third uh, bronze like I don't think Travis Kelsey has to worry about him potentially dating his ex-wife like I think Patrick will will hold that down and say hey bronze man you can have any any of these other chicks you want but man you can't you can't date Travis's ex-wife yeah. like that I mean Michael Jordan's son is dating is gonna marry Scottie Pippen's ex-wife Right, like I mean, he's just rubbing it in. Like all of them hate him. Like all of them. Steve Kerr deep down hates hates Michael Jordan's guts. Right? Steve Kerr got Jordan Poole. You don't just you don't just walk away from that. I mean, he may lie, but I mean, they hate his guts. And you're right, he doesn't do that. I, I tell you, I'm just sitting there thinking it jumped out to me, and he surprises me every time going into this quarterback series. I, I'm serious. I I was skeptical, and I thought to myself, like Patrick is not really interesting. And he's not really interested in being interesting, right? Like he's kind of Derek Jeter-esque, like he doesn't want to be. Yeah. Like it is. And I'm and I tell you another thing that jumped out to me in terms of who he is and how popular he is and how much he is the guy. I fully expected when they played that the match thing, and it was him and it was Kelsey against um Steph Curry and Clay the Liar. Um, who said he had a 12 handicap, 12 handicap in my ass um, uh, with that. I thought I fully expected like Steph to be the star because we just know Steph, Steph's been out. Steph is, Patrick Mahomes was clearly the star of that. Like he's clearly the star yeah. of that thing. Like, and, and the only person in the room that rivaled his stardom in the ESPYs yesterday was LeBron. And that would, and that is, that that like these last this last month with those two events is really kind of jump started to me like who he is and how and how popular he is. That's I, I don't want to spoil too much of the series because you haven't watched the entire thing. I binged all eight episodes in a single day, and oh, I thought it was ten. It's the 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 uh, divisional round playoff game against the Jacksonville Jaguars where he hurt his ankle is spectacular. Like. The, the access that we got to him while he was going through that injury and his reaction and like everything that he was doing on the sidelines that we didn't have like full audio clips of up until this point 
is all incredible and it tells you everything you need to know and why even if you don't like him even if you're not a Kansas State Chiefs fan you got to respect the hell out of who he is as a player and and how bad he wanted to get back into that football game and another thing I think you would appreciate that I thought was really funny is after that game where you know he's going through uh, he, he's going to have to go get work in that week and, and get the ankle worked on and everything. Brittany mentions like, man, can't wait for him all week long to uh, not help with the kids because he's just going to get up in the morning and say he's got to go get work done at the facility. And then he's going to hang out. He's going to hang out at the facility all day and get work on his ankle and then come back after the kids are already in bed. So he doesn't have to help with anything. I was like, yeah, that sounds like that. That sounds like my quarterback. Like that sounds like the guy that I want to root for. Good for him, because I know my ass would have been helping. I, I would have been. I think I'd have been forced to. Hey, you got this morning feeding. All right, I understand. You better get that crutch. You better get that boot on. You got, the, you got this morning. You're gonna at least allow me to take a damn shower. I think I would have got that one. No, but man, Patrick Mahomes, man, the, the kids out there that are around my son's age that are getting to live this life of following Patrick Mahomes, I just want to honestly tell you congratulations look at what you get to have and i hate all of your guts <laughs> every last one of you support for this show comes from sylvan learning as a parent you want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team now more than ever educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, hey, I mean, we got to tackle uh, the other uh, the other big news here. As there's not a lot going on as we head into training camp, but the Chris Jones contract is the big thing, and you'd like to have him in training camp. And and that, tell me if you if you're hearing this or or if you agree with this statement, it feels like we're getting point to a point where it's a matter of time that this gets done. Yeah, they're, they're going to get it done, and and it's just it seems like they're getting closer. There's been a couple of different reports this week. I think it was Jeff Darlington and Jeremy Fowler of ESPN both kind of saying that the Chiefs are confident they're going to work towards an extension with Christians, but it's not really, it's the same thing they've been saying. And I think kind of how we all feel is like they are confident it's going to get done, but ideally you want to get it done before training camp. I mean, rookies and quarterbacks report next Tuesday. So you'd like to have Chris Jones there on Friday when the veterans report. Yeah, no, and and you would like it, but ultimately what you need is him to be there week one and to be there yeah. during the season and be there in the playoffs. And and here is my thing with the Chris Jones thing. Chris Jones is going to get paid. 
Chris Jones is going to be one of the highest defensive players in the league. I'd try to say top five, which he pro- which he deserves. Chris Jones, and I'm going to say this right now, Chris Jones is probably not going to live up to whatever this contract is. The money he's going to get, probably not going to live up to it. He lived up to this first one. This first one, he got the big deal. He lived up to it. This next one, probably won't. He's just, what, turned 29? I, I, for me personally, I can see him still having two more elite years, and then maybe the back end of this thing, it might be more Frank Clarkish, where it is more spotty play and not just consistent dominance, and you have better have either developed some of these young guys across the defensive line or brought someone else in via draft or free agency that can take on a bigger role because you can't just depend on him to be everything in the defense. But with all that being said, I agree with it. Even though I don't think he's going to live up to the deal, Serta, I think you still make the move. I still think you make the deal and you sign him to the contract and you make him one of those highest paid players because he is that important over the next couple of years, which you're on the yearly let's win the Lombardi hunt. I think he is important and impactful. And even though you might get some Frank Clark-ish years at the end, I think it, for me, it is worth it. Yeah, I, I think it's without question, it's worth it because of what he means to the defense. And he is starting to get to that age where you're going to start seeing a decline at some point. I still think I agree with you. He's got another year or two left of like, he can try to go win a defensive player of the year award or something possibly. And I think he's still an elite player for the defense, but he deserves it. Like he, he deserves the money. Like you, he was as big a part of the, of those super bowls as anybody outside of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Like he was the guy on the defense that helped you win championships and he's that important to what they do. So if you get a little bit of Frank Clark out of it on this deal, like I, I think you have to live with that. And I will say, like, I, I think what's better in this situation than like with Aaron Donald in the Rams is like Aaron Donald was still great last season, but he did suffer an injury, wound up sitting out the back half because the Rams were terrible, but they went all in to win a Super Bowl and traded away all of their assets to try to keep their team young. And we're already seeing this Chiefs team kind of in that second era of Mahomes, where the first era was the Tyreek Hill era. Then they have to move on from him. And, you know, and now that roster currently is very different from the 2019 Super Bowl roster. And it was already very different last season. But they're continuing to get young and they're continuing to find guys in the draft and develop players, which I think is all good to help keep Chris Jones fresh and young. And they've got so much depth on the defensive line now they could use a little bit more tackle help probably but on the edges they've got a lot of depth that i think is going to help keep chris jones looking young but at some point you expect a decline but he deserves it he he deserves to be the highest paid defensive tackle in the nfl and it's probably going to be between him and queen and williams but We'll, we'll see what happens, but he absolutely deserves that money uh, over anybody except for maybe Travis Kelsey, who probably deserves a solid from the Chiefs at some point too. But Chris Jones is the guy you got to get done right now. Yeah, and 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 I want to say there are those out there who are skeptical, sort of, and wonder like, hey, should 
Like, if we know that he's going to probably have a decline, like we see a lot of guys at that position, because the contract he's going to get, sort of, is going to be a contract of which, yo, dude, especially the next couple of years, like, you have to be dominant for this kind of this defense to work. He's going to be looking at $25 or more. Yeah. You're gonna take up so much that you be your play has to be dominant to make this thing work. So it, I can understand people saying themselves, "Well, hold on, on the back end, if he's if he's gonna have some decline, you know, I, I don't know if I want to do that." You're not crazy for that thought. I don't think that's a bad opinion. I mean, let's just be honest. Sort of, I, I don't know that Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, especially in their heyday, would give would give Chris Jones a new oh. deal, would make and, Chris Jones a, the top highest paid defensive tackle. If we look at what they did, Richard Seymour at age 29 is when they got out of that and traded him to the Raiders. Oh. That exactly and they traded, they, they moved on from Chandler Jones when Chandler Jones yes. was still really, really, I mean, Chandler Jones had some great years with the Arizona Cardinals and now he's in the and decline still, years of his career, but he was still an elite pass rusher for two or three years. Yeah, and they still, and they still won. After that, so I'm not saying those guys that people who have that mindset, like, hold on, wait a minute, do we really want to pay him this if he's not going to live up to the deal? The Patriots didn't do that, and they won Super Bowls after Seymour. I'm not sure. Did they win after Chandler? I, I can't remember when Chandler. I, yeah, I, I think they like won. that Rams Super Bowl is after that. Yeah, yeah, I, they won been. after that. But I just, for me, I just feel like it's so it's so different. One, Bill can just, I mean, he can just work with a lot. And still get he could work with less and get more out of it than I think Steve Spagnola can, and I think Chris is just that important. So you're not crazy if you think that. But yes, the the Patriots did win Super Bowls after they traded. Yeah, yeah. He only got one with the Patriots actually. Yeah, well, better than Wes Welker, who didn't get any, and he played with the Broncos. He played with those great high octane <laughs> offenses, and he kept missing Super Bowls. He was not a part of that. He had just left. When they got drilled by Seattle and was and missed the one against the Panthers, so Wes Welker, no Super Bowls. Um, but but I, I think I know you talked about this, right? There's a different dynamic also that 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 is attached to the Chris Jones contract that could actually help the Chiefs even more right now if they get the deal done. Yeah, and this is another thing that's kind of being reported and floating out there this week is everybody's still awaiting DeAndre Hopkins to sign somewhere. And it sounds like the Patriots and the Titans are the top two teams who have he's had visits with and they've made offers to him. But he's kind of waiting to see if somebody else can swoop in and, and spend some more money because he's looking for a, a sizable contract, even if it's only on like a one-year deal or something. And the Bills could still be in play, but... All of a sudden, the chatter is like the Chiefs are working towards this extension with Chris Jones, which could give them enough cap space to possibly be in on DeAndre Hopkins, which, and I I was never in on Hopkins when the conversation was, you have to trade for him from Arizona. I was like, absolutely not. No, no, absolutely no interest in that. But then he becomes a free agent. Okay, well, what is the price tag? Because I am interested. I still think DeAndre Hopkins is a really good player. He's got some injuries that would worry me about about him being able to play a ton, but we've seen the Chiefs kind of deal with that over the last couple of years, especially with veterans. Like, they'll give them rest. They'll try to keep them fresh and healthy because they know it's about the playoffs in Kansas City. But 
I, I start to question then, you know, I, I think he can be an impact player and I think he makes a difference and makes them a better team, but at what cost? Because it's not just about money for me. It's about seeing what they have and the young wide receivers that they have on this team. And you know how I feel about Sky Moore. I, I think he's the guy that I would bet on to take a big step this year. They, they've been hyping up Kadarius Tony as a wide receiver one all off season. They draft her she rice and, you know, Justin Ross, maybe if he makes the team, has a chance to do something for the Kansas City Chiefs. But I'm always of the mindset, especially when it comes to pass catchers and your quarterback is Patrick Mahomes, that I want to see what the young guys got. Like, I, I want to see what these guys are capable of doing. And I think DeAndre Hopkins hampers that a little bit, even though I do think DeAndre Hopkins absolutely makes you a better football team. Yeah, that's cute, man. I'm good. I'm good <laughs> on that. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I, I want to see the young guys get better. You know, I told you I've been in on Rice. I love the size um, of him, and and um, and and I think they have a receiving core that actually, like, wide receiving core that could actually be better than last year's uh, wide receiving core that helped them win a Super Bowl. They were able to win a Super Bowl with it, but sort of. That was a hard watch at times, man. They, and they had – and there were struggles and there was – and then we got to see Patrick Mahomes' greatness. And it's still to me, I still don't know. And, and we and we got to see Andy and Eric and, 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 um, and Matt Nagy and everybody a part of that offensive staff putting things together. We got to see their greatness because I still don't know how Travis Kelsey was as open as he was at times last year. With the re- with the other receivers around him, and to be honest with you, they weren't great to begin with, and many of them were injured at times. And like, listen, I I am intrigued by the young guys. You know, I'm intrigued about Kadarius Tony. I'm intrigued by, by by Rice, but I'm also intrigued about getting as many of these Super Bowls as they possibly can. And um, bring me DeAndre Hopkins if you can get him and make him work. And hell, they could still develop. That's- underneath DeAndre Hopkins. I get it. It'd be cool to see them really step up. But, hey, give me the sure thing. Give me the dude that I know. And I and, and somebody that I, I, like, to me, I know you. I can't believe you, how exciting and how intriguing you would think to yourself what Patrick Mahomes with a guy with size and leaping ability that you could just throw the ball in the zip code and he can go up and get it with the best hands arguably we've had in the last 15, 20 years to see what Andy would be able to do with him. Oh, my goodness. So give me the sure thing. Give uh-huh. me Hopkins and let Rasheed, Rasheed, and- Rasheed Rice can really develop and practice for all I'm concerned. I even think like, you know, I've seen a lot of people try to do the the Julio Jones with DeAndre Hopkins thing. Oh, and yeah, I don't Harrington's think that's big on that. That's I, I, I don't think that's valid. Like if you watch the games that DeAndre Hopkins played last season when he was healthy and when he wasn't suspended, like he was still really, really good. Like he's still a really good player. It's just he does have those like hamstring issues that have been popping up over the last couple of years. But Julio Jones had a hamstring injury for like eight straight years. Like he was legitimately dealing with it for for half of his career. And it eventually just became too much for him to play through it. And and now his career is probably over like Julio Jones. But I I don't think that him and DeAndre Hopkins are at the same point. I, I think DeAndre Hopkins will absolutely make the Chiefs better. And it would be fun, and I think that at the right cost, yes, you go add him because he just adds even more depth to your team and he makes you a better, more consistent football team. 
I just am really excited with the direction that they're headed with these young players. And I want to see them get the opportunities I think they deserve to try to contribute because we know like MVS is probably going to get too many snaps this year. Like he's going to be on the field a lot and we know exactly what MVS is. So you bring in Hopkins and you have MVS, then Sky Moore and Tony. And it's like, okay, where's rice fit into this? Where, hey, does, where, where hey. do all of their reps come in? Just get better. Hey baby, get better. Like I hear you. Them reps get better and get better and baby be ready to step in. Hey, rice. Once you learn under, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, baby. and I'd be fine with that because I don't think Rasheed Rice is going to play that much as a rookie anyway. We know it. how the Chiefs like to roll with that. And it, maybe it's a one-year deal. You take that spot. Let's go. But I'm but like, see you you say say that out loud again. Hopkins on the edge. I just want Sky to Moore drive. Sky Moore in the slot. Kelsey over there wherever they line him up. Kadarius uh, Tony on the other side. Kadarius Tony and and MVS like oh. I mean, that, no, that makes I mean, it, they add just... him all of a sudden, you're, it, it totally changes your confidence level in the wide receiver group because we we spent so much time this offseason talking about this group. Like, and there's a lot of unknowns here. We're really projecting a lot and, and just hoping for the best. Like, all of a sudden, you had DeAndre Hopkins and you're like, okay, like now I'm totally confident oh, in the wide receiver room. The red zone, good God, with Hopkins and Kelsey, holy hell. I mean, it's just. Yeah, I, I'm 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 good. Like I hear what you're saying, the young guys, and I do want to see. And I and I and I and listen. If they can't, if the if the money don't work and the price ain't right, I think they can run with this group. And I think by time, uh, mid mid season or towards the end of the season, I think this group will actually be better than last year's group. I just think it's more talent. But Jack, it's about winning championships right now. And if I'm them, you go get that sure thing. All day long. All right. Uh, hopefully, BK is with us next time. Um, and uh, and I can't wait to see and hear the struggles of his sleeping <laughs> and his uh, and his energy, which is probably zapped. I want to know if it'll come through, if we'll still have the same energetic BK. Before we leave, I forgot to mention this earlier. Patrick Mahomes also said in quarterback that he might change up his hairstyle. So by the next time we talk... Once they take training camp, Patrick Patrick Mahomes might have a different haircut for the first time in his NFL career. That's great, man. That's great, man. Step up, man. It's like Jay Z, man. Uh, Jay Z when he slid over to the change clothes, he started wearing them button ups. Right? Mahomes Jay- said, "I can't, I can't have a mohawk." Two kids, forty years old, like he's close yeah. to forty. Yeah, yeah you got to move in. You got to move up a little bit here. Yeah, man, take it up. I'm trying to figure out what what would look good. With, I mean, I, I the only other hairstyle I've ever seen him with is in high school when he had it just the, the buzzed all joint. the way down. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah I, I, it don't have to be buzzed all the way down. I think a nice, solid, like a low fade, still a little bit of length, but not not long. Yeah, the, yeah, man, he's got to let that mohawk go. You know, I, you know, I've I've said it to myself a little bit. He's got <laughs> let. Yeah, he's got he's got at some point let that mohawk go. Change, you know, turn things over. Now, I mean, there's some barbers out here who are going to be pissed off because they have made a lot of money off the <laughs> kids coming in saying, I want the Mahomes cut. But, you know, hey, there's growth. And if he feels it, he's got two kids, maybe he feels it. It's time. I'm with it. Yeah, Jay-Z had to go to the button-ups. Got to do it. Got to do it. All right. Um, all right, man. Um, BK, he'll be back next uh, next time we have a pod. Uh, and uh, it will be closer and closer to training camp and uh, and the season getting ready 
for them to see if they can win back to back. We are out. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.